Well, coming out of the bye, Northwestern showed some fight and really kind of had the game until they didn't. Northwestern loses to Maryland 31-24. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Northwestern, your daily podcast on the Northwestern Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. This is Locked On Northwestern, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Carter Bird, and thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen every day for anything and everything Northwestern. We're available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find us. We're also available on YouTube. Just search Locked On Northwestern. And you should be able to find us there. Wherever you listen, make sure you subscribe, turn on notifications, and uh, leave a comment. Leave some feedback. We'd love to improve the show. Uh, But yeah, we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Northwestern is brought to you by Sling TV. You don't miss this week's matchup between Northwestern and Iowa right here on Sling. Sling, the TV you love for a price you'll love. Try it today. All right, so Northwestern lost, dropped their sixth game in a row this weekend at College Park at Maryland, 31-24. And, you know, coming out of the bye, they were 14-point underdogs. I thought they showed fight. I really did. I thought they showed fight. I thought they uh, there was a clear plan to me. Um, it was an impressive first half. It really was. I mean, you go to lead, you go to half with a seven-point lead, maybe – could have been a 10-point lead, but a pass interference allowed Maryland to get closer. Defense still stood up tall uh, and kick a short field goal. But it was it was an impressive it was an impressive fight. It was a fun game. Um, but it didn't go Northwestern's way. We did get that backup quarterback battle that we thought we were going to get. Um, and you know, at times it looked like a back quarterback battle. It definitely did. And uh, I think that's where you had to you had to start with Northwestern's offense in this one. Look, my first takeaway watching this game is the offensive line came out of the bye ready to go. Ready to go. And they showed up and they got push. I mean, you 4.7 yards per carry the whole game. Two rushing touchdowns, only allowed a single sack. Impressive performance by them. They opened up holes for everybody back there behind them. Uh, Evan Hull returned to uh, Evan Hull status. Uh, He really was impressive. He was back to explosive, borderline dominant Evan Hull that we have seen. 20 rushes for 119 yards, four receptions for 31 yards, and a touchdown, so 150 yards from scrimmage and a touchdown on 24 touches. That's the Evan Hole that we saw early in the year. He looked fast. He looked physical. He was running through guys left and right. He was making plays uh, with uh, running through tackles. 
It really was a phenomenal effort by him. I was impressed. Um, I was encouraged for sure. Um, and look, I mean, he got to the edge a few times, picked up some big plays. He he obviously had the uh, one of the one of the touchdowns in the game. Uh, his his backfield mate for this one, for the most part, was Andrew Clare. Andrew Clare, he looked pretty good. He really did. I mean, five rushes, twenty seven yards, and a touchdown. I mean, he looked physical as well. He looked he looked strong. Um, and he had another long rush that was wiped out by a holding penalty, which was unlucky for him. Uh, Brendan Sullivan, up and down day. I mean, but it's his first start of his Northwestern career. It was kind of to be expected. The the he was 18 of 24, 75% completion percentage for 143 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, uh, multiple deep defensive pass interferences that uh, do not show up on the stat sheet. But I think there were there were at least three of them. Um, thought he played within himself most of the game. Keyword most of the game there. He had 13 rushes for 53 yards. He effectively used his legs. He picked up several first downs with his legs back there. Again, was only sacked one time, and I don't really put that one on the offensive line. They just brought more guys that can, that could be blocked, and um, Brandon Sullivan didn't didn't realize that, and he was rolling to his right, and the backside pressure ran him down for the sack, kind of in the and the thing was in the first half. Um, his two interceptions hurt really bad. First one, first one was a beat and a half late. It just was, I like the play design. I do. I thought he looked at the flat route too long for, for what the play was supposed to be. He needed to get that ball out to his tight end running the wheel quicker. And because he was a little late getting there when he was late getting there, the backside safety had all the time in the world to read his eyes, come across the formation, cut the ball off for a pick and a big return the other way. It killed Northwestern's momentum in the second half because they had the ball. They were driving up seven chance to go put up another seven, go up 14. And with Billy Edwards Jr. on the other side, a guy who and a Maryland team that with the personnel they had out there with Billy Edwards and Roman and Roman um, Hemby, they wanted to run the football and putting them down 14 would have put a lot of stress on Maryland. It would have changed kind of, you hear people talk about the game script. You hear them talk about um, when you get into a negative game script, it's hard to run the ball. And I think that would have been, Definitely a, a a stress factor put on Maryland's offense, put on Billy Edwards Jr. That would have been interesting, but that pick hurt big time. Momentum killer. The ball out, if he gets the ball out quick, it's a big completion, and you're talking about a drive way down the field and maybe more more points. Second interception at the end of the game, trying to score a touchdown to trying to put together a drive to score a touchdown to to tie the game and potentially either send it into OT or you go for two and try to win the game right there. Um, 
look, it was a bad decision. He was trying to do way too much with that ball. He tried to throw a deep ball to Malik Washington, and there was a corner and a safety over the top, double coverage. And, I mean, safety just makes an over-the-shoulder catch like the pass was thrown to him. Just was not the right call. It was not the right decision. Um, game wasn't officially over there. Defense had a chance to get a stop. We'll talk about that later. Um, but that did kill the comeback and and essentially ended the game. Malik Washington was solid. He was 6 for 72. He did catch a big 46-yard ball up the right sideline. Um, I thought he was fine. Evan Hall was good. Donnie Navarro caught four passes for 18 yards. Nobody else was really super involved. Marshall Lang, two for 17. Uh, Jensen Hooper-Price um, caught one ball. I, that may have been Jacob Gill. I think the, the, the stat book is wrong on that. Uh, I think Jacob Gill caught a ball for, for a few yards on a screenplay that was like completely blown up because Northwestern kind of, which is kind of a story... As well, the receivers have not blocked well on the edge this year, and the play gets blown up, and he just kind of figures out a way to pick up a few yards. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was. I don't think the offense was the issue here. I think they were plenty good, besides the turnovers. Um, I thought, given the fact that you had a quarterback in his first start, they ran the ball effectively. Um, if Brendan Sullivan opens that uh, opens up the run game, I think that'll be a lot of fun uh, going forward, and that should open up things for Evan Hall. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the offense was fine. The pit, the turnovers, but the, the interceptions by Brendan Sullivan absolutely killed you, and it was tough. So it was tough. Um, but I mean, all you can do is try to correct that moving forward for a young guy making his first start. But how did the defense do? That's that's the other question here. And so in just a second, we're going to take a look at that. But first, we're going to talk about our friends at Nissan. Our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment across the Locked On College Network titled Thrilling Moments, where we highlight the most exciting play or performances from this weekend's Northwestern game. This week's thrilling moment from the Northwestern game is definitely you have to do Evan Hull's entire performance just because it was exciting to see him back to the explosive guy that we saw at the beginning of the year. He was 20 rushes, 119 yards on the ground and a receiving touchdown uh, to go along with, I think, 31 other yards uh, in the air. Evan was back to his old self after the bye week. He looked explosive. He looked fast out there against Maryland. But uh, it'll be encouraging to see what that looks like going forward. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. All right, let's talk about this this defense. Well, first, this segment is uh, is brought to you by Locked On Sports Today. And we want to thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen today. 
For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local ed- experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so now that we have talked about that, let's talk about the defense. I thought that there was a decent plan. I thought the plan was to try to make Billy Edwards beat you. Um, The execution may not have been there because of the fact that you struggled so much to stop the run. They did run the football well. Uh, but you, but when Billy Edwards did drop back to pass, you were able to get some pressure on him. He, he, you weren't able to contain him in the pocket as well as you would have liked. Uh, he got out and used his legs a few times and was effective doing that. He really was. And at times you just lost contain and allowed for him to pick up, uh, pick up yardage with his legs. Uh, Hemby ran wild in this game. He was 24 rushes, 179 yards, three touchdowns, had two receptions for 14 yards. Look, he was strong. He was fast. He was physical, and he was sure was explosive. Um, because, I mean, you your offense goes down, ties the game with a big touchdown. After you get you get a heck of a stop, you have, you have uh, Maryland driving. They get down to second and one at the nine. Snap through the hands of Billy Edwards. You tackle him for about a 10-yard loss. Then the next play on third and long, you have a sack. Back him up. They miss a field goal. Momentum's going your way. Your offense goes right down the field, scores a touchdown, ties the game. All the momentum is on your side. And you misfit a run and... Hemby goes 75 yards for a touchdown first. The next play, the next play. And it was the just gut punch of all gut punches there. All the wind out of the sails. You kind of had, you, you had the game going in your favor early. The interception by Brendan Sullivan kind of knocked the wind out of your sails. They go up. You get a huge stop by your defense in the red zone. Huge. And then, sure enough, you go down, score a touchdown, and then they hit you right back. You just couldn't keep them off the board. You couldn't limit the explosive plays. There were too many. I think there were four plays of 28 or more yards allowed by this Northwestern defense. And look, I mean, Billy Edwards Jr., backup quarterback, 18 of 28, 64% completion percentage, 166 yards, one touchdown, 16 rushes, 66 yards. He was nothing flashy. He just didn't lose the game. That's all he did. I mean, he used his legs to pick up some first downs. He handed the ball off to him be a lot. He made a few plays throwing the football. A lot of them were when guys kind of got dropped off in coverage and were kind of wide open, which he didn't like to see. Uh, Rakeem Jarrett was effective. Eight receptions, 82 yards on a touchdown. Just too many explosive plays, though. Too many explosive plays. It's hard to overcome these explosive plays, especially when your offense has one explosive play of longer than 25 yards, and you're allowing four, um, especially when one of them is a 75-yard touchdown in the exact spot where you can't have that happen. Look, I mean... You got some impressive stops. You did. 
before half. They were they were down there in the red zone forever, forever, forever. And they got a DPI that extended the drive, and you still forced a field goal. Now, you should feel good about that. But you come back to like just the few drives you need to make a play. You can't do it. You can't do it. And look, Bryce Gallagher had a thousand tackles in this game, 16 tackles, one and a half sacks, uh, two and a half tackles for loss. You you got more pre- you got four sacks in this game. Four sacks. You had eight tackles for loss. You were forcing negative plays. You're putting them behind the stick sometimes. You played well enough to win the game. A couple turnovers allow them to score seven points off turnovers. And then you allow that one big explosive play and the whole narrative of the game shifted. The whole narrative of the game. Instead, it becomes you got run on the whole game. You got dominated up front. It kind of becomes what the narrative is. And it's just... It's upsetting. Um, you didn't force any turnovers when you needed to, so you're minus two in the turnover battle. Um, it just wasn't. There were signs of life. There were, and you fought hard on defense. You just didn't do enough. You didn't You didn't tackle as well as you needed to. The second level still looks slow at times, and that's what allows Hemby to get to when he when there is a slight misfit. Allows him to get to that third level quickly because he's running right through the second level and the second level doesn't have the speed to catch up to him. And, I mean, a disappointing performance um, from that aspect. You allow 423 yards. Thought you contained him pretty well in the first half. It's like 170-ish yards in the first half, maybe 179. And... At times, the second half, you did contain him well again, and then the dam broke late, and it's a gut punch that let's see if this Northwestern defense can bounce back. The good news is the next offense you see might be the worst in America, so there's that. <laughs> uh, and they may not have the athletes to expose the lack of speed in the in the second level. But yeah, it was it was tough. Um, too many explosive plays, didn't force any turnovers, squandered a great opportunity on the defensive side of the ball. That's kind of the story of it. Um, but what are, what are my final takeaways? What are my final takeaways? Uh, we'll get to that here in a second, but first let's talk about our friends at Sweatblock. Look, as a larger person, I've always had issues with sweating. No one wants to be that person pitting in public. <laughs> it becomes something that you worry about every time you you leave the house. Thankfully, I found sweat block and I no longer have that issue. The anxiety surrounding it, surrounding leaving the house and having to worry about that. I mean, it faded away when once I found sweat block. Sweat block was created by a doctor to help with his own excessive sweating. It is doctor created and doctor recommended. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweat Block. Save 20% with promo code LOCKED ON uh, at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. All right. So uh, here we go for the final takeaways. My final takeaways from this game 
I think you have something in Brendan Sullivan. I do. Uh, you just have to make sure that he plays within himself. Um, he goes through his reads in a timely manner. I really liked what he did with his legs. I thought for every bit that Billy Edwards used his legs to pick up first downs and keep some drives alive, Brendan Sullivan did it that much, if not more. Um, I was encouraged by the signs of the offensive line being able to run the football. I think that needs to continue, uh, especially as the season goes on. If you if you run with Sullivan the rest of the year, you're going to be a little more limited in the passing game. And so I think because of that, you need to run the football. Um, I thought Northwestern was good enough to win this game in College Park. I really did. When I was watching it, there were large stretches of the game where I thought Northwestern was the better team on the field. Part of that is because Talia was not out there. But I thought Northwestern had a really good plan, and I was really impressed with their fight. I really was. It came down to, in a few big moments, executing. And I don't think Northwestern was able to do that for the full 60 minutes, and you saw it come back and bite. It's disappointing, um, but I... Too many explosive plays, turnovers and explosive plays. How many times this year has that been the story? How many times? It feels like a recurring nightmare for this Northwestern team. A lot of these losses are because you're losing the turnover battle by so much. And you're giving up too many explosive plays. And when, when Northwestern gives up an explosive play... It's not a 15, 20-yard play or what. There's plenty of those. But the ones that break that are the straw that breaks the camel's back are the 30, the 40, the 50, the 75-yard plays. And this game, this game embodied what has beaten Northwestern time and time again this year. You have two back-breaking interceptions that you threw. One killed all the momentum when you're up by seven, driving to go put the game, to, to put yourself up two scores. And they go right down the field the other way, score a touchdown, tie up the game, and then a few drives later, they score again, and you're down seven. But you find a way to fight back, and, and and that's the thing I respect about this Northwestern team is there is no quit in this team. This team has come back from deficits so many times this year and made games either compelling at the end or tied it up. Heck, they beat Nebraska coming back. Well, you came back, you tied the game. Feeling good again, feeling good. Momentum's back on your side. Explosive play touchdown. 75 yards, explosive play touchdown. And just like that, it's over again. Not over. Because you have the ball. You're going down the field. You're trying to score to to tie the game, potentially send it to OT. And you make a bad decision. And you throw into double coverage, interception, ball game over at that point. You could have, I guess, technically gotten a stop. You had a third and one. And Billy Edwards rips off a 20-something yard run up the left side. Um yeah, but it was this is this game I felt encapsulated this Northwestern team this year. Golden opportunity 
and golden opportunity chance to go seize a road win in the Big Ten and be in a, be pick up some momentum. Before the year, I cited the Maryland game as my second like inflection point game, game that could boost this season. You had a backup quarterback in for the other team, and then turnovers, explosive plays kill you, and you you drop another one. You drop six in a row now. And story of the season. And that's probably going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. This uh, Northwestern Falls at Maryland, 31-24. Thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen every day. Uh, We really appreciate it. We're available wherever you get podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, where, wherever. For your next listen, check out Locked On Sports today. Check on the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, well... I'm your host, Carter Bird. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter uh, at CarterBird13. We'll be back this week further breaking down this game. Looking forward to Iowa. Um, And yeah, that's probably going to be the plan for this week. I will see you all later. See you next time.